Hi, ever wonder what it's like to work another profession or live in the underworld? Listen to Unsuspecting Riders give a 10 to 15 minute personal masterclass as I spontaneously interview them as they enter my taxi. I'm your host, Simon Rushton, and this is Taxi Chronicles. Morning, morning, morning. Yes, we're back with another rider, another episode. Today we have an interesting guy who's been in a, a specialist subject and he has a love for science amongst an astronomy, amongst other things. And we're also going to talk, well, what, what interests me or intrigues me, I should say, is the fact that he lived in, he brought up in Birmingham, but he now lives in London. And if you hear him speak, you wouldn't think he was a Bromley guy at the start. So nice to have you here today, Bart. Yes, thank you very much. First uh, of all, what was it like living in, in Birmingham? I know it's some years ago. What was it like? Well, uh, Birmingham is probably the only city ever where anyone felt it was necessary to write a book with a title like Birmingham is not a boring city. <laughs> Because okay. it did have that reputation. Okay. Uh, to be honest, if you're growing up, any city is probably a decent enough place to grow up, and I, I thought it was fine. You know, it, it actually had plenty that was interesting. Um, you know, we used to, there weren't so many cars when I was growing up, so that there's lots of parks and woods even in in the city in the suburbs. So my friends and I used to play in them, and you can explore the canals, which are now very gentrified in that time they were sort of urban desolation so there was plenty to do yeah. we didn't find it boring yeah. so, but uh, yeah, okay. That's good. do you go back to Birmingham I, I don't so much no uh, my parents died uh, some years ago so, okay, so there's, there's not a lot to draw me there I still have family in Warwickshire but not Birmingham so okay. yeah. so when you came to London what how old were you when you come to London I was I think 24 it was my first permanent job yeah okay. um, after several years at, uh, at university, yeah. Okay, and, and you studied? I studied mathematics. Oh, okay, so got an intelligent guy a bit, what? Well, I was then, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's, got, it's all been downhill you, from there. You were talking about astronomy earlier, so you must be... Um, it, yeah. it, it was my big... A lot of people get drawn into science and mathematics through astronomy, particularly yeah. people my age, but I think of any age. Mm. Patrick Moore, you may have heard of him, very famous uh, broadcaster on astronomy back in the, all oh, right through from the 50s to the 80s, I think. Um, mm. He, he uh, drew a lot of people into an interest in that subject and I just, and the space race was going on. I, 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 I took a sick day off school, strangely enough, I had the flu in summer the day the, uh, the first moon landing took place. So yeah, it was all science, science fiction, I had a telescope, all, it, all this kind of stuff. Um, it, it really, really switched me on and that drove me into physics and mathematics as, as uh, things to study. Are you a fan of Elon Musk trying to get to Mars? I think um, he's got to Mars one. Uh, well, his little machine he got on to Mars. I, I'm not sure he'll get to Mars, but I'm sure the technology he develops will, will have some good uses. I did like his remark that he would like to die on Mars, just not on impact. I thought that was a pretty good <laughs> remark. He can be a bit of a crazy guy, like many visionaries. Uh, he says some stupid things sometimes, but you've got to admire his boldness. Whether he'll actually get to Mars, in his or my lifetime, ooh, don't know. But it's it's worth the attempt, I think. He, he's pushing the boundary. Exactly. It's if, like, if if it wasn't for him, 
electric cars, we don't have the shove that they've had today. That's absolutely true. Big business, and yeah. then in that essence, you could argue he's done a big thing for the environment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody with the willpower to get it yeah. done. And um, even though he had a lot of people trying to, a lot of corporations trying to push him down. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, he still managed. And to he get managed it. To where he wanted. The other thing he's doing, um, and Jeff Bezos as well, for example. They're going to drive down the cost per mission of spaceflight, which is very important. Because if we are ever going to meet, reach Mars or do anything else beyond what Apollo achieved, um, you're going to need cheaper per mission spaceflight. Yeah. We've never built a rocket, even now, in 40 plus years, that's as powerful as the Saturn V that went to the moon. Nothing has been built since then as powerful. There's a couple of things on the drawing board that are a bit more powerful, but it's very difficult to build a bigger rocket. Well, since 1955? Um, well, the Apollo mission, Saturn V, was kind of 1960s, but yeah, it's still a long time. Okay. And uh, you, you just can't really build bigger rockets, even with today's technology. It's, it's not cost-effective and it doesn't work. So what you need is reasonably big rockets, but it doesn't cost anything like as much each time you launch one. Oh, you need. So I was watching him on Joe Rogan, he's a podcaster, and he um, was saying that none of the spaceships get used again. Until said, now, which is what, yeah, what Musk and Bezos are, yeah. are trying to do, and it's been it's very impressive when you watch one of these boosters from a. Um, uh, a Blue Horizon rocket, I think, is Bezos's company, and Musk has something similar. They come back uh, under their own automated control, and they land again for reuse. So that's that's why it's so important for the cost. So it's not just crashing into the sea. Exactly, and being thrown away, like all the Apollo boosters were. And if you could bring down the cost per mission, then you can use lots of missions to build bigger space stations, use them as a jumping off point for a, a moon base or a Mars mission and so on. That's why it's important what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, I see that. For me, I just love the Tesla. I've driven the Tesla. It wasn't that far, but I like the idea of the big kind of, I see it like a phone. Yeah. It's a massive screen. Have you been in the Tesla? I've been in several actually. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah with all that and the and the mirrors, the side mirrors that you can see on the screen. Yeah, I first encountered Teslas as taxis in Amsterdam uh, five years back or more, quite oh. early Tesla oh, models. So that, that's real, they're, they're way ahead of us. Yeah, um, oh, and <laughs> the taxi drivers were always complaining about those early models because the, the fit and finish wasn't that great and the door handles would fall off and those big screens would crack and so on. How is it? But I think they've, they've, they've yes, tidied up their act yeah. since then. Yeah. I also went in a taxi in Stockholm much more recently that was a Tesla, uh, the original S model, and it's, it's distinctly improved. So yeah, it's uh, still up, still not up to Mercedes build quality, but it's it's getting better. And it's got the, uh, you know, but it's it may a, not be the quality, but it would. It's, it's got all the gadgets. Yeah, the and it's a nice. It's the, the electric motors are brilliant. I sometimes miss the sound of a, a good V6 engine, but yeah. um, the the smoothness and power of an electric motor is fantastic. And you don't change the tyres, do you? If you get a puncture, they come out and do it for That's you. That's amazing, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's all good stuff. And you you know now you've got things like Jaguar Land Rover saying they're going to be all electric by two o two five. So yeah. if I do ever get another car of my own, I'll wait till then. 
<laughs> but yeah, when I'll get another car of my own, who knows? It's not yeah. not worth having one in London. Well, have you heard talk about technology that Amazon has brought this company called Zuko, and they do driverless taxis. Okay. And it's like a, it's a rectangle shape, like a, and it's got doors on the either side of um, like bus doors. Yeah. So like when I say the centre, the bus doors. Yeah. So they open like that, and then you delay the, the mum can push a pram on, you can bring your dog on or your whatever, and the seats, there's four seats facing each other. Yeah. And in between the two seats on either side. You've got a place you can put your phone just to charge. It mm. charges. Oh, you know, today's today's essential, yeah. And mm. then, yep, yeah, it is. And then you can also you've got the iTunes bit on the side where you can built in yeah. music. You can play your own music. But the beautiful thing is because it's driverless and it, even though it puts me out of a job, it doesn't have to worry about doing three sixties. Mm. Do you see what I mean? So it just stops, and if it needs to go that way, it's going that way. It's yeah, way, like way, a, like some trains just goes in one direction, back yeah. out the other. Yeah. 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 Mm. So that's and they've been practicing with it in LA, either LA or San Francisco, but um, it's been quite effective. Kind of yeah, I I must say I don't think you should worry too much about your job yet because I think they're going to struggle to make these things work in European cities. Yes, um, I'm glad you pointed out because what they said, what they're having a problem with LA is that the computer will, won't take calculated risks. Yeah. It will say, okay, this car's here, that car's there. They're moving at this speed. I can turn right in this time. Yeah. But human beings will go, there's a gap! Ugh! Yeah. <laughs> and go for it, yeah? <laughs> Which messes up, doesn't work with the algorithms yeah yes. mm. so what they want to do they want to make areas where it's just driverless that's interesting that's interesting ah. now for the conspiracy theory people that means the government knows where everybody is mm. all the time mm. but that also means crime plummets mm. because if you can only move around in that area on a fully fridged or you know driverless vehicle then well, Los Angeles has got form for uh, rigging the transport system. Do you know Los Angeles once had one of the biggest systems of public electric trolley buses ever? No. And the car manufacturers conspired to put the trolley buses out of business so that everybody would buy cars and buy petrol. Okay. It's a very interesting story. So, uh, yeah, with politics in LA, they could well be trying other strange things to rig the system and make people do what suits the interests of big business and so on yeah. but, but it's, it's not going to work in europe there's not the space for it i see what you're saying but if you look at the way the government's moving now we shut it down on the side routes in in london central london especially and making things really causing more congestion i mean maybe somewhere like milton keynes you could make it work I'm still skeptical about you know the main body of London, but there's maybe parts of the UK where it could work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I hope it won't happen too soon because yeah, it's important for people to have jobs and all this yeah. kind of stuff. I, I look at it like this: all those vehicles, those driverless vehicles, will need mobile mechanics. Mm -hmm. So people on electric scooters, electric motorbikes, who will go out and get the doors open if the doors don't open. <laughs> Which is almost certain <laughs> to happen sooner or later, and, yeah. And all those 
those kind of things. Fixed cameras that have been vandalised. Yeah, good things point. Up to no good in the mm. cab. Yeah. You know. Yeah, um, absolutely. And just, just general things. Yeah, that's um, that's a good point. So you just have to. It's just um, what you call trade chaining. Okay. In that mm. respect. Yeah. So I don't. I just think I see things with an open mind. Well, you have to say that despite all the predictions, technological advances seem to have increased uh, employment over yeah, many years. Climate zone, yeah. isn't it? The amount of mm. people who earn money, yeah. now the government wants to charge internet people VAT. I don't understand that. <laughs> I don't understand that at all. There you go. Where's the value in being of, <laughs> you know, what are you doing? Being on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. And, and also, there's, um, excuse me, there's. What, this just slipped me. No, there's something else that the government... Congestion charge. Oh, yeah. There's no congestion on the weekend, yeah. but we're charging you it. Yeah. And then suddenly, everybody's going to have to pay congestion charge 20, 25. Oh, yeah. It's 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 road, road pricing is on, on the way. And I bet you that UELZ, or whatever it is, that's not going anywhere. Mm. So even though all the cars are going to be electric... By They'll find another they reason. They still keep that. Yeah. That tax. Yeah, that I, I think you're right. That that's ge a general road pricing system, and yeah, I think we're heading for tax, it. Yeah, but you pay tax, road tax anyway. Indeed, uh, but you know. You the, pay MOT. You pay the road tax in. Taxes are always a bit crazy because governments make silly promises not to raise this tax, and therefore they have to invent another tax when they want the money. So it mm -hmm. it, it always ends up a bit crazy. Yeah. I mean, national insurance is a tax, right? It's basically income tax, but they call it something different. So, yeah. Well, it's been interesting speaking to you. My Likewise. last question is, or two questions. First one is, living the life you've lived, what would you, what do you wish you knew when you had started in response to coming down to London? Oh, um, just to make more of the talents of, of everybody I encounter. Um, if you've been a bright spark and been to university like me, you tend to focus on what you can do. But uh, as I've got older, I've learned to value what other people can do that I can't. And if I'd learned that a bit earlier, it, it would have been better still. Okay. And my last question is, what's the impact you want to have on the world? Oh, um just to just to have some friends and relations who remember me fondly when I'm gone I've no great desire to you know write a big novel or be a famous politician or anything like that I think it's uh, it's what people think of you when you're gone that counts like my dad he was a nice guy never did anything very big or important but everybody remembered him as a nice guy mm -hmm. uh, that will be good enough for me well, thanks a lot for that. Absolutely. Much appreciated. Yeah. And we wish you well in your journey of life. Thank you. We hope you liked that interview. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe to get the latest daily episode. Ever considered investing in a continent with the fastest growing economy and population on Earth? The same continent that holds 30% of the world's known natural resources? Then listen to our sister podcast, Africa Investor Stories, where you will hear real investors with real stories from around the world share their experience of investing in Africa. We post Monday and Thursday at 10am.